0: dad
1: four seventy five what four seventy five
0: no 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 it's time for dad's attic <laughs> <laughs> talking about them good
1: Here we are again.
0: Here we are again.
1: And I've got some...
0: Ooh, what was our f- cool phrase we thought of last time?
1: It is what it was.
0: It is what it was. That's right.
1: I've been thinking about it all week. Oh,
0: well... It and is
1: what it... Is, or it, it was what it... No, it, it is. is what it was.
0: <laughs> Get it straight. It's our catchphrase, Dad. That <laughs> um, uh. came up last time because of our... Discussion on racism and sexism. We thought maybe we'd also use that to collect ourselves if we start getting upset about those topics true. because they they come up a lot. Maybe we could say, and, well, Dad, it is what it was.
1: Right, because that's true. It did happen. That's the way it was. In back, I think of the 1940s especially when radio really uh, took off. Th- the 30s, things were still kind of bubbling along. Right. But the 40s, that's when a lot of good movies were made lot of good music was coming out of the 40s at least that this is all you know from your opinion sure. Yeah, I, that's that's what i think and i always want to explain away what happened during those years
0: so we will continue to talk about it but sometimes when we need to rein it back in we might say it is what it was and yeah. let that be
1: okay well Usually we start by talking about things we've been currently doing, and mm-hmm. I have to say that we've talked the last couple of times about The Couple Next Door and Crime Classics because I'm listening to those yep. two radio shows, and I've continu- I continue to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, still, I'm still on them, and I have a couple of new things to just to say about them. I think that, first of all, Crime Classics, some of them are a little bit obscure, they're all they're true stories that they've that they dug through the archives and found out these pieces of information. They looked at the old newspapers and they did, like you said, I just I just heard since last week I listened to the one about Lizzie Borden. I love that one so, you know, so, so they would have some of these famous murders from history, including, I listened to Abraham Lincoln's assassination the other day. It's very good. very well done. Some of them are a little little obscure. They probably don't have very much information to go by, so they make up a lot, and they're a little bit slower and harder Mm -hmm. to enjoy. But they they tend to put in a lot of music from the period, whether Mm. it's 1750 or 1890. They put stuff in there to make it more like you're in that era Mm -hmm. and um, I really have been appreciating the show I like it a lot and the couple next door uh, there are some things (laughs) I continue to admire the writing and the the acting that's done on that show the swearing (laughs) what now in in old radio they couldn't swear in fact I'll play back sections of that show because I want to hear it done to see to understand what what did he do exactly some of these old shows, when something's, when something happens, and here's this adult, very angry. What are they supposed to say? They can't say what everybody really said. <laughs> so here's this this the man on the couple next door. He often says "golly." Now, <laughs> but he, it, it works. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing to me that that works, even when someone says. Oh my gosh! I can understand that. Golly! I don't think anybody <laughs> says golly. Maybe a little kid in the fifties might have said, "Oh golly!" But this the the husband in the couple next door. The one episode I listened to recently, he was they were hurrying up to go to this wedding, and he was all ready to go, and she was taking too long. So that was kind of the whole gist of the show. He kept saying, "Come on, we're going to be late. Come on, come on!" And she's fixing this and doing that. Taking a long, long time. Well, just before they're ready to finally leave, she's finally ready, near the end of the show. He sits down, and when he gets up, he's got gum on his oh, pants.
0: Oh,
1: I remember this <laughs> <laughs> their, their little daughter put gum on the chair. Or maybe not, if that was the whole thing. Yeah. The, the, the show is about that. But did she or was it somebody else? Anyway... He stands up and he's got this gum on his pants. And now some, they're beeping the horn. The people <laughs> they're going to go with are beeping. And he says, oh, golly. You know, and it's like no one would say golly. But the way he says it, I just am fascinated by the way he does it. and makes it sound right. Right. And it's just great. I think that's That's funny.
0: amazing. I, even told, I remember that episode clearly. Ah, oh, it's oh, so good.
1: His tone of voice. With that word, it just works. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. When you listen to a Lone Ranger, there'll be a man who lost his whole ranch. Some guy uh, did a bad deed and got this judge to sign a paper and tricked the guy out of his land. plus he stole all his cattle and and the guy <laughs> finds out about it and the, the he he confronts the bad guy and says, "You low down dirty skunk or something." You know? <laughs> That's that's not what yeah, someone would right.
0: say. <laughs> yeah, give me a break.
1: So, oh, yeah.
0: Man. Well, as a teen into college, I think, and maybe still now, I don't know, <laughs> making a point to start using the term G whiz. Oh. Because of Henry Eldrich. Oh. I remember thinking, what a nice little turn of phrase. Gee whiz. So when something yeah, that would happen, yeah. I'd say, why don't people use, why is it always such a silly thing? They always think of it as just this kind of antiquated thing yeah. from a certain character almost.
1: I haven't thought about that. It's a very good thing. Yeah. Play. Gee whiz, Henry. Gee
0: whiz. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. Gee
1: whiz. Yeah. Uh, and I
0: do remember saying it a couple times. At first, feeling uncomfortable. And then it started becoming more common. Easily rolled off the tongue. And I remember friends of mine saying, What? <laughs> what <are you> saying? <laughs> I know you when I said I know you take things from old radio and try to implement them into your vocabulary use. I know that you used that I guess it's a sound from the Wintergreen Witch. Eh. Right. Eh.
1: Yeah, my <laughs> students picked up on that. They didn't know what the word that was from, but they would say
0: Why would they
1: Yeah. But they 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 tease me about saying that all the time when something went wrong. In, one, in fact, one girl I remember asking me once. She came after school and said, "Would you do make that sound?" And I said, i why would I make that now? I'm I, I, something's <laughs> got to make me kind of irritated." <laughs> eh.
0: but, and it's from the cinnamon Bear.
1: <laughs> yes, the so. witch when she gets mad. Eh.
0: Are there others that you have oh, used?
1: Oh, I haven't thought of this. My thought right now is not so much going in that direction. It's thinking about the Lone Ranger and how much I appreciated when Gunsmoke came out. Mm. It was more of an adult Western where they didn't do some of the things that they did on the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger, in the opening minute, you knew right away who the bad guy was and who the good guy was. Right. And you knew by the end the bad guy was going to fail and the good guy was going to be okay.
0: Yep. And, And often it would have those moments where the two bad guys would be sitting on their horses telling each other the plan yeah. in detail. It's like, why would they be st- sitting there yeah. before they carry it out? Okay, let's go over it one more time. You're going to go to the left, and then we're going <laughs> to get it, man. Gonna, like, why would you be ex- re-explaining no. this right before you go Because ahead. they have
1: to explain to yeah. the listening audience what's yeah. going on. In fact, worse than that is the Lone Ranger himself at the beginning of every episode <laughs> will tell his horse, <laughs> Hi, O Silver, we've got to get to the... Yeah. <laughs> Battle Creek to get cut off the Cavendish gang. They're coming with a pot of gold. Yeah, and well, the leaf to be off.
0: fair, you talked to your dog Tonto the same way.
1: <laughs> uh, Tonto,
0: we're going to go now. <laughs> you better sit there.
1: I. There's a value in doing that. Yeah. The old Lone Ranger was not yeah. just a complete fool. He just was a
0: horse lover. That's all. But you're right, though. You're, t- you're mentioning Gunsmoke. You're saying that um, Gunsmoke unlike Lone Ranger, would have moments of quiet where they're getting from one place to the next and, and you hear animals in the background and things like that, right?
1: Gunsmoke was amazing. The sound effects, mm-hmm. the realism. Um, of course, you know, I always, I've always said that when I compare these two shows, The Lone Ranger and Gunsmoke on radio, mm-hmm. that Gunsmoke was, you know, an adult show. It was made for adult listening. So the bad guys had good parts to them. Of course, this is the real, you know. Yeah. And the good guys had faults and problems and Matt Dillon himself would admit, I I, sure. shouldn't have done that or whatever. So there's they're not all good and bad. Then you see on HBO, dead, Deadwood,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and that blows Gunsmoke right out of the water if you want to talk about realism and sure. swearing and everything else. But you yeah, know.
0: but that's not that's, yeah, that's what's new. That's new though, and they I have agree. different. And I think when you compare, right away when you start, started talking about this, I thought when you compare <laughs> Lone Ranger to Gunsmoke, it kind of makes me think of when you talked about people comparing the Who to the Guess Who. Oh, I mean there there's some similarity there.
1: It's fun the to Who and the Guess things, Who are yeah.
0: are rock bands, but I would not think, just because Lone Ranger and Gunsmoke are Western radio shows, yeah. they're not really even in the same, they weren't trying to be, I mean, Lone Ranger was not trying to, if they had been like, we're really going to give a good effort into <laughs> making a lot of sound effects and making it sound real, and then that was what they came up with, that would be bad. <laughs> I don't think that's what their goal was. Yeah. So.
1: It was for little kids. Yeah. And little kids wanted <laughs>
0: having that. They such high standards for, <laughs> for <laughs> they wanted that. children's radio shows from the
1: 40s. Yeah, but every show would begin with, so, like, something like this would happen. There'd be a man who expresses his displeasure with this big bully of a rancher who keeps trying to push him off this and little, ch- this little you know, chunk of land. You know, the poor guy wants to just <laughs> eke out a living with his wife on this little piece of land, and the big guy wants that little piece of land, too, yeah. you know. So you know right away all oh, that poor guy, and you want him to prevail, and he does in the
0: yeah. end. So, and yeah, and Gunsmoke, that's not always how it goes. No. I mean, many of them it'd be a somebody who doesn't deserve it gets killed, and the other guy's gone off scot free. There is free. no and they, justice sometimes. Right, yeah. and they I love those. Those were pretty reflective moments at the end when it would be Chester and Matt sitting around, just kind of sad, you mm-hmm. know, and talking about it, and then it would be over. There's, there's no resolution, you know, but. We are way off from a couple next You're door. You're doing that to yourself? No. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: couple next door.
0: It's a joint effort here. I
1: mainly wanted to talk about Golly. Yeah. And we got off on this other thing.
0: Well, so. do you know the name Ronald Bing?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Well, I don't know. Ronald Bing. I'm not sure Bing. that's how you pronounce it. Bing, spelled B-I-N-G-E. He was an English composer who wrote that song oh. for them, amongst many others.
1: For what song? For who? Uh,
0: for the couple next door oh. theme.
1: Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> I never heard of it. I thought <laughs> he that wrote, was You wrote, was wrote a lot
0: of composed a lot of music for Montovani. Ma- Montau- oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before he did his own work too, so. Wow.
1: There what you a go. fact. That is a fact pulled out of the <laughs> the clouds. I thought Ronald Bing was some kind of a swear word. Oh, Ronald Bing, you know. <laughs> like WC Fields would say um, Godfrey Daniel. Yeah. Was a masked way of saying the The more naughty words, yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. Okay, well, and what else is new that's old?
0: Oh well, I have to admit that I didn't have as much time this week to dive into these things as I usually do. Um, I told you last week that I would research Salinger's book,
1: *Catcher in the Rye*.
0: I'm reading it to Adam out loud. Oh, really? Good idea. Time to get yeah. through it then because there's more than one set that's of eyes tough that need book to, to
1: read a lot. Yeah. I think, yeah, I it, don't know. it
0: really <laughs> is.
1: With somebody else, yeah.
0: In. The one sort of new thing that's old for me, it's sort, of, it's sort of new too. I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm again, and me too. it's really enjoyable. The la-
1: this 11th se- year, the 11th I've been season? watching
0: all of them, just oh. I don't know, a mix of everything. I, guess. I was
1: eager for the new 11th season to come out, so I've watched the first. Mm. It's, it's they're, they're they've been out a while, but I haven't seen them.
0: And this or is I've interesting for you because you, in the past, didn't like it as much, but have grown to enjoy it yeah, more, right? Right. And lately, well, this is kind of there are a couple thoughts I had while watching this. Um, I realized that lately I've been consuming a lot of Jewish comedy in general, and I feel like I really love the similarities from one piece of media to the next. When I watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, when I watch Curb your enthusiasm when I listen to Jack Benny, or um, there's just such a variety of different things they're doing. But then there's su- there's something there's a s- similar hmm. thing between all of them, and I, it's very comfortable and lovely, and I like getting to know it better because it's not I I don't I'm not Jewish myself, but it's really fun to I learn agree. more.
1: I agree. So. And there's where, that's where the, like, the gold is, you know.
0: Yeah, well, comedy, ha, what's the so. percentage of comedians who are Jewish? It's really high, uh, right? Yep. So. Yep. Um, and part of this.
1: Books have been written about that. And,
0: yeah. You know, about yeah. yeah. So I know you've mentioned how you appreciate Curb Your Enthusiasm because it provided a lot of roles for people who maybe weren't practicing comedy, and then... Right? You said that a lot of older Yeah, Larry comedians. David goes out of his way
1: to, to bring in kind of comedians that have kind of been forgotten. They're, yeah. They're 80 years old now, and yep. he brings them on, you
0: know. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. That's With,
1: one thing to like about that show. Yes,
0: one of many, yeah. I think. Yep, I agree. There's, and so, because of that, last night I was researching a little bit more about one of the characters on there, Bob Einstein. He sure. plays... Um, Marty Funkhauser, yep. which I, I was disappointed to see that he had passed away mm-hmm. in 2019. Was it 2018 or 2019?
1: It wasn't longer ago than yeah. that and all that. Of
0: yeah. cancer, I think. Um, but that made me research further, as I always do, and found out that he was a stuntman, the mm-hmm. satirical stuntman in the 70s, and um, got his start uh, on the Smothers Brothers TV show huh. and worked with Sonny and Cher on their comedy hour, too. And then had his own show too. I did And know then it. I found out that his dad was a famous comedian, hmm. Harry Einstein, otherwise known as Harry Parker, and he played this Park Yakarus on the Eddie Cantor show and Al Jolson. Park Yakarus. Sh- yeah. Oh dang it! I tried so hard to <laughs> pronounce that. I even wrote it phonetically down here. <laughs> I r- and got then the, the wrong. grandfather Park was Park Albert Einstein. Parkus. Park Yakarus. What? What did you say?
1: I said their grandfather was Albert Einstein.
0: Oh God! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Park your carcass, yeah. Park
0: your carcass. Thank you for. I'm glad I did. I didn't know. This. I didn't
1: know that they were all connected. Yeah. With, the, with that family, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, but he had a pretty sad ending. Did you know about no. him, the ending of his life? No idea. So he had a he had a nice career. He's a fa- funny guy, but I think it was age 54. He was performing at a roast of Lucy and Desi Arnaz. Come on. And he did his bit. Everyone thought it was hilarious. He sat down and um, Art Linkletter said, he was the next guy up, he said, every time I hear that guy go on, I wonder why isn't he on prime time? And um, Harry turned and said to the person next to him, yeah, why aren't I? And he slumped forward and had a heart attack. Oh, and he man. happened to be. It happened to be at this, this event where it was all doctors. So mm. some of the next somebody yelled, "Is there a doctor in the house?" And they all thought it was a joke. Oh. But then they went back. One of them used like a like a kitchen knife from the table to to try to do open heart surgery right oh, there. And they used a, some kind of wire from a lamp to try to defibrillate him. And wow. Wow. all I mean they went to extremes. But he passed away then. And I guess it was pretty. I mean, it's pretty traumatic. Wow. So, wow.
1: Wow. You never I know. know what's going to happen around this I place.
0: Know.
1: I didn't expect this. Story. I
0: didn't expect it either. Jeez. And it, I think it really informed his children's lives because they were all young when he mm-hmm. passed. And
1: Isn't it fun? You know, this is the thing. Well,
0: wait a minute. Isn't it fun?
1: Truth. Well, I, I agree. rephrase
0: that, well, please. I'm saying. Come on. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Reading about these comedians. And yeah. learning their connections and how they, you know, who worked with who and who who was inspiring to somebody else. Right. I'm just interested that you mentioned this whole thing that they were doing this roast for Desi and Lucy because that's something I wanted to say. Oh. Something that's new. Wait a minute now. Something <laughs> that's new that's old or something that's old that's new. Um, on Amazon Prime, you can see this new movie about Lucy and Desi Arnaz. Yeah. Oh,
0: it's, interesting. I
1: can't wait to see it. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is, this is kind of the, the nerd I am, I guess. <laughs> I can't wait to see who's playing these parts. Is Nicole Kidman is playing oh, Lucille Ball. Wait,
0: you mean it's not like a documentary?
1: It's a No, it's not a wow. documentary. Nope. But I can't wait to see who they chose to play Fred Mertz, <laughs> who they chose to play Vivian Vance. You know that, yeah. the, 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 the Vivian, what was her name? Ethel Mertz, yeah, yeah, because I'm just you know all these years,
0: of course, right. all I
1: have is is William Frawley in my mind. Um,
0: oh man! So that'll be
1: fun. Just yeah, that, that, that part of it'll be yeah. a lot of fun.
0: That's so cool. Mm. Ah,
1: one more thing. I watched Torn Curtain. Hitchcock, Paul Newman, and Julie Andrews mm. were in that. Like and this was Julie Andrews after. Mary Poppins. She just gotten an Academy Award like 1964, 65. She was in Mary Poppins. She was in The Sound of Music, and then she was in this Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> Hitchcock didn't want her. The studios wanted her because she was hot stuff. Yeah. she was new and, and hot, and they wanted her to be in this in this uh, latest movie of his. He said, but people are going to be they're going to keep thinking she's going to break into song every you know at every chance. <laughs> But you know, she was, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. I yeah. thought it was a good movie. Huh, yeah.
0: Interesting. That's I cool.
1: I don't remember seeing it in the past, but because of that book I read, I had to see all the Hitchcock I could. Wow. So anyway, Bob Newhart, should yeah. I do it a little bit? Just a little bit. He's 92 years old now, still going. Um, I think he still appears once in a while on some of these shows and things. He's from the Chicago area. And that show we talked about last time, that where he was the psychiatrist, That show was a big favorite. A lot of people I know liked it a lot. I liked it. The theme song in the beginning, when I hear it, I still get this nice feeling from it. And here's the inspiring thing, perhaps, to say about Bob Newhart. He was an accountant when he was first out of the military or whatever he did when he was young. And then when he was working, he and this buddy of his, coworker, they would fool around and record themselves making these telephone calls um, and they they were funny mm-hmm. but then this coworker moved off and got a job somewhere else and bob kept doing this and he sent them to a disc jockey who liked them and encouraged him to uh, send them to warner brothers records and his his the record that he the first record he made in like 1959 it's still like one of the top Twenty comedy records of all time. Hmm. Um, it, I think he's like an overnight. He was like an overnight hit with well, this stuff.
0: This informs something that that I've kind of been putting together inadvertently uh-huh. when you say this, because I've told you a mi- million times how I wa- was watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel again, uh-huh. and <laughs> that I don't know if you remember that first season. It really has a lot to do with that that scene.
1: Do you remember, uh, I told you I watched season
0: two first, <laughs> and then season one. Uh, watched the whole season two, and then realized... I thought
1: it was very good. Well, then and, uh, I realized, oh, it, it yeah. like they went back in time the show to show <laughs> prequel.
0: No, well, I mean, for you, yes. But for the rest of the world, no. So what
1: are you talking about now? So
0: there's, if you aren't aware, the <laughs> husband is trying to make it big in the underground comedy scene, you know? Oh, remember yeah. Remember that? Yes. And he's going to these clubs and saying this little bit and finally the at one point his wife he realizes oh he's just kind of copying bob newhart oh it's he's doing bob newhart's thing i forgot and then he the husband says everybody does that that's what all the comedians do they take from each other and and then after this now this is how this all how uncanny this all is i also told you about Rusty Warren. Yes, I was researching her, and in one article it said at that time in history, everybody was doing that. They were all on the bandwagon. People would could go to their local doing rec- that. What do you mean? Ooh. I'm telling you, go to their local record station or whatever, and get themselves recorded doing comedy albums. Uh, and the, the the shelves were rife with these uh, home recorded, uh, you know, comedy th- bits. And he, I think it's probably because of his success and wow. others' similar success, yeah. that he could, he just recorded this random thing and it became popular. So others thought, well, I can do that too. I'm funny. Ah, I can go record sure. it. It was accessible and easy for them to do it. And so I guess it was kind of this boom and a surge ah. at that time in history.
1: Interesting. So See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Reading about these comedians, it's fun. I can mm-hmm. do it. I've got several books. But I haven't exhausted the topic. There are all kinds of comics that I don't know, you know, and I would like to know more about. It's fascinating to me. if
0: you think about that, it's kind of like, I would think the golden age of comedy was probably right then. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But it sure seems like the technology caught up where people could do it who never could before. Think about, I know we're not supposed to talk about Jack Benny. We made it pretty far. Can I
1: mention him before? Can
0: I mention him now? Am My I allowed? About
1: Bob Newhart and
0: him well, and you mentioned else. him, but you didn't go okay, on. Oh I'm Bob, I'm Jack thinking through? you had to really stand out at that time. Okay, I'll I won't talk about Jack. I'll say um Fred Allen. Was yeah. he on, on did he start get his start in vaudeville? Sure. Okay. So Fred Allen instead. You could okay. you could say Jack, you could say Fred, you could say George and Gracie. All of those guys these came out of vaudeville. Yes. Right. But I would think you'd have to really stand out to stand the test of time from going from vaudeville, going into radio, and then maybe even into TV. You couldn't... It wouldn't just be anybody who could make it that, the, that you length, right? have been at the right? same time
1: in movies.
0: Right. More subversive things could be put out there, you know? Things mm. that weren't just mainstream, you know? Yeah. Bad words could be said, and... Different topics Lenny Bruce can be talked was about. the biggie,
1: you know, yeah. the big one, and that's Maisel addresses mm-hmm. that too. And uh, I think a lot of those comedians look to him.
0: Mm-hmm. They've, they and Maisel was. I was researching that she was based off of Joan Rivers hmm. and others. Makes sense. So
1: Bob Newhart, his big thing was the telephone bit, and he, mm-hmm. he used that even later. He was funny on his TV show years later when he would get on a t- on a telephone. All you hear is his voice. You have to imagine what the other person is saying and what he says, you can do that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that was his first album. I think it was on his first album when he did that thing with... Lincoln? No, there's a Lincoln one, but I'm just going to talk about the one that I like the most where he plays some kind of an executive at a games company where he's on the phone taking calls and Abner Doubleday... The inventor of baseball calls him up. All you hear is Bob saying, "ABC Games Company, okay, Mr. Doubleday, you have a game. How many couples can play the game?" (laughs) And you just you you laugh because you 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 know what what he's saying there. He says, "What? Just two teams, nine people on each team, and and the rules of baseball are explained." Where he, it's, it's hilarious, really. Yeah. Where he understands, oh, three strikes, you're out. Okay, four what? Four balls? you.
0: <laughs> and, and he he, it's cool because it's sort of like the reason it's funny is because the audience is in on it. They know, yeah. and he's getting confused and things. The other thing that strikes me, though, is how <laughs> you think that's funny, but you also are very annoyed whenever someone's having a conversation on their phone in public. Ugh. <laughs>
1: When you only can hear one side, yeah. I agree. Unless
0: it's Bob Newhart.
1: <laughs> yes, I will make that exception. That's right, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart can come over anytime you want. Everyone
0: else's goal should be to be <laughs> as funny as Bob on their phone calls.
1: Yeah. Do we have time for much more today? I don't know. I've got more on Alice Cooper, but maybe save oh, that. No.
0: We I'm also want to do. Curious. Our... What's your heart telling you?
1: Well, I think I've dangled this a yeah. couple, couple we weeks in a row. It. Come on, Alice Cooper was a group that came out of Phoenix when they were in high school together. Alice Cooper was the, the front man from the start, the singer. Um, I don't think he played an instrument. The In fact, the band itself, one guy could play the guitar. The other members of the band just kind of stood around. They were in a talent show, and they were all were on the track team together. So they rewrote the lyrics to famous songs to honor their team members and and coach and all that kind of stuff so the, the first one of the songs they did at this talent show was um please please me by the beatles but they rewrote the lyrics and had last night i ran four miles for my coach you know, <laughs> last night I ran, I ran, But and they won the award. They won the talent show contest. Uh. Once they won that award, they all said, well, let's really learn how to play these instruments. Uh. So they went and got instruments. The one guy who knew how to play taught the other ones, and they kind of wow. took off. The, the, the whole story of their band was, is gimmick, 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 gimmick. Although I think they wrote some good songs and made some good songs. Yeah. Their first big hit was I'm 18, of course, schools out. There were a lot of big yeah. hit albums, and they were they were a big uh, touring band for a while. But in the beginning, it was it was this Fernier guy who played the part of Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. His thing was we have to have a gimmick, and they were called the Spiders for a while, and they had this big spider web on the stage. Um, they moved to Los Angeles and got mixed up with Frank Zappa, who was looking for kind of bizarre musical acts, and he signed them on and got them three-album contract. That was pretty cool, too. They met him, and he said to them, come tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and we'll we'll talk about it, or I'll audition you. Well, they came at 7 a.m. to his house, and he was expecting them at 7 p.m., but he, he thought, well, if they're that eager, they're, and he gave them the contract. So... <laughs> I don't think anybody out in Los oh. Angeles in the music industry got up at 7 o'clock. <laughs> but, so That's anyway, funny. they they started doing these things. There was another band, all women, called the GTOs, who were on Zappa's record label. And they were the ones who kind of on a whim put makeup and gave them their kind of their look. And then at a concert, Alice Cooper saw some some woman was walking around with this boa constrictor around her or python or something around her neck mm-hmm. and that gave him the big, the big idea to do that and he was always looking for some kind of a gimmick and he found them. They made a success yeah. of themselves. The part I, I think like, that's oh, cool to, to
0: recognize that part of being a good performer is that side of it is being a good performer. Sometimes if somebody's a very serious musician it's all fine and good. Those other parts are part of the artistry too you know they can be, if you want it to be. Yeah. You don't have to do one thing or another, but, but that's, that should be recognized as a talent, too. He understood that that could get them success.
1: He had a vision, that's for sure. Right, there's not just yeah.
0: one path to that success.
1: And he wasn't just, I, I'm saying that he was full of gimmicks and everything. His mind was on gimmicks. It wasn't just that, because they, they, they really had some good songs. I enjoy listening, because I'm a former teacher, I enjoy listening to Schools Out. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I remember every day at The last day of school You'd be blasting that up here Alone No one was allowed to come upstairs to the attic I don't remember that Yes
1: But it is a good song And here's my favorite part about that Is when I read um, the biography The autobiography of Johnny Rotten Of the Sex Pistols He said something about how How excited he and the other guys In the Sex Pistols got When they first heard Schools Out um, this new song coming yeah. out of the United States. And they got so excited and inspired by that. And you can see why. When I listen to that song now, I think about it as if I'm a young British tough, you know, and how much that song must, must have appealed to them. It's full of good stuff. The lyrics to that song yeah. and um, uh, it's the way it starts with the, the guitar and the, the song is well done from front to back. It's really a good song and has this this element of violence in it that I'm sure Johnny Rotten liked a lot. Um, it's just I can just kind of see the connection how that happened with those two guys So
0: I remember watching some kind of documentary I think I can't remember if it was specifically about Alice Cooper or if it was about rock stars in general and their relationships. but I distinctly remember that guy what's his name vincent Fernier Fernier or something um he i remember him saying something about his
1: name is alice cooper now yeah legally
0: yeah but i mean i'm trying to differentiate the one man from the whole band that's what i'm that's why um so i remember him he's like a devoted husband he was laying that on thick in this documentary saying you know, I might be a rock star who does all this stuff, but he doesn't really subscribe to the rest of the lifestyle, I guess. And I remember thinking, "Wow, this guy's so cool." <laughs> and I told you about his his um, cameo on Wayne's World. Oh yeah, you gotta watch that movie.
1: I will. I but will.
0: I, I I think to me <laughs> that strikes me that somebody would that he he clearly has a sense of humor because to to show up and do this silly <laughs> bit. It just really I don't know. It's kind of cool to think. He seems like a really normal guy who just is enjoying life and found sure. a nice way to do it, you know? Yeah. That's what it seems like. Some some other stories, like when you when you were reading that biography about John Entwistle and it wasn't such a balmy, happy life the whole no, time. No. And maybe I don't know about this guy either, but it just seemed like uh, the the presence he had it didn't fizzle. No. It seems like, like he's still so having many. fun. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I agree.
1: I remember buying the forty five RPM disc. Of schools out when I was a kid, like bringing it home and saying to my mom, who was kind of tired of all these loud rock songs, I said, "Mom, I got a new record by Alice Cooper." <laughs> I made it sound like this is you know something different.
0: Oh <laughs> so, uh, man, she, How didn't would she, react? she didn't care for. She didn't care. Did she like any of the rock and roll? Oh her? yeah,
1: she would go out and buy some if she liked it. She'd buy it. Wow. She liked. um uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. She, okay. she bought, I don't know why she liked it so much, but she liked looking out my back door. Oh. Um, played it all the time. So, huh. Yeah. She was more into the easy music, easy yeah, listening, but, yeah, but she she would not, su- surprise us once uh, in a while. Not <laughs>
0: anti, completely yeah. anti. Good. She
1: liked some of the Beatles stuff, yeah. All
0: right, well, should we do our last little game
1: I think we should.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sounds okay. All right. Who are we gonna start with? I'm looking around the room to see if we've got any good (laughs) good fodder. (laughs) Fodder.
1: All right, here's a picture of John Colt. We touched on him once before. Well but just take us in a different direction.
0: Last train to Clarksville.
1: Why is that cool (laughs) train? All right.
0: I'm allowed to do anything I want. I guess.
1: I'll say Michael Nesmith. He just passed oh, away. Yeah. That was so sad. Yeah.
0: Lots of people were responding to that. One monkey left.
1: Oh, yeah, God. I know. He was a good one. Yeah. There were some interesting things about him that came out
0: mm.
1: after he died. Um, uh, it, a lot of interesting things about him. His mother is the one who invented Whiteout. Yeah. You know and they made all a million dollars.
0: So let's see. I'm going to say Michael Caine.
1: Michael Caine. I know I don't know very much about him. Um, Michael Corleone was a character. Do you know that
0: from wh- from the Godfather. Oh, I watched the Godfather once on a flight. Oh, from it was, India. What a, what a
1: horrible! I story. know. No matter where you're flying, fly <laughs> I
0: know on plane. it was not a good choice. <laughs> I, I was thinking, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's nothing else.
0: I don't remember. The thing
1: is, the Godfather. Was an excellent movie, Mm. but this the second one was as good or better than the first, and that's unusual. Then there was a part three that wasn't as good, but it was still pretty good. Um, Very, very good storytelling. And here again, they started with these characters in Godfather Part One, and in Part Two they took them back when they were all younger. Oh, so, wow. so Corleone Who was played by Marlon Brando All of a sudden there was Robert De Niro Doing mm. the part in the second movie yeah.
0: I think I need to devote more effort into that Because I kind of thought Oh I've never watched this before I should watch it And it, here I'm on this 13 hour flight oh. Might as well take it in now And yeah. it was kind of like Whoa. I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into I wasn't taking it in like it was art But I think I should do a better job next time
1: Michael Corleone
0: Yeah okay uh, okay. <sighs> well, okay. So I'm going to say Robert De Niro. Okay. Okay, I don't know.
1: So Robert De Niro.
0: Yeah.
1: Robert De Niro. Boy, he's been in so many good movies. How about Raging Bull? Do you know that? You wouldn't know that. It was a movie about the life of Jake LaMotta, who was a boxer.
0: I have to admit, I haven't watched so many of those. kinds of those, I, I, I can
1: imagine. Well, so let's write the ship here. We're We're talking about The Godfather... <laughs> murder movies yeah. now we're into boxing you know. right raging bull I said can you take that and go I'm gonna with try Ferdinand or something you know you let me play.
0: think raging bull Elsie the cow
1: <laughs> Elsie the Cow <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh what does that I can, evoke in here kinda
1: bring it back though Elsie the Cow was the spokes animal for (laughs) Borden dairy products. Howard (gasps) Borden. You don't know who that was, do you? No. It was a role played by Bill Daly on the Bob Newhart Show. Howard Borden. Wow. I
0: thought you were for sure going to say Lizzie Borden with Crime Classics. (laughs) What the heck?
1: Wow. Lizzie Borden and Howard Borden. Never thought of the (laughs) two together. Wow. You're oh, right, though. Man. Yeah. Well, I said so Howard Ward.
0: And then where are we trying to re- reach back again? What did John you start? Coltrane. With? Oh he? yeah. Yeah. Okay. all right to <laughs> Bob Newhart. That really gets us. Oh, I. Yeah, this is Dad. I know how he can get us back. What the heck? <sighs> okay. <laughs>
1: we don't have to get. Back. No.
0: Okay. Um. Bob Crosby.
1: From Bob Newhart. Yeah. Bob, C- okay, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Crosby. Bob. Bob Crosby. All right. Um.
0: This is in the same realm now. You know, music and, and I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe bring it back to jazz.
1: No, he wasn't, he wasn't. When a person thinks of jazz, they don't I think know, of Bob Crosby. <laughs> 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 he did He did lead bands that may have played on some jazz, I guess. But... <laughs> Oh, oh Hey, we like Bob Crosby around I here. I
0: think that we have used Bob Crosby in this very lineup <laughs> in the past.
1: You keep bringing him back.
0: <laughs> we may need to think of a different g- game than this one or we're going to reveal that we have the same 20 names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you, when you were about five or four, we were in Hollywood walking around and you asked me, <laughs> this was, I don't know, 20 years after Bob Crosby died. And Bob Crosby's not that famous. <laughs> Bing Crosby's much more famous. <laughs> <laughs> but we're walking around Hollywood. You said, I wonder, Daddy, I wonder if we'll see Bob Crosby.
0: <laughs> you messed me all up. My whole childhood was all screwed up.
1: Oh, oh man. well, that's what you wow. said that day. So anyway, Hollywood. I really
0: wanted to meet him, too.
1: Was it, Bob? was it Bob Crosby? It was mine. So I'm going to yeah. say Hollywood. Okay.
0: Because that's
1: when you said that.
0: Boy, what? That's way too broad. <laughs> Come on. Well. <sighs> All right. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> How about Hollywood Argyle?
0: What's that? The name
1: of a band that did Ooh. the alley-oop. oop Boop. Boop,
0: boop. I know that one, That's yeah. It's
1: by the Hollywood Argyle. Whatever that means, I don't know.
0: Hmm. Okay. Hollywood Argyle. <sighs> you, didn't have to, you didn't have to bite on that. I just threw it out there.
1: Hollywood is what you got.
0: Okay. Um, what I should really do is I give you one word and then we just see how many connections you can make. Before if you, you run out me
1: Hollywood Henderson I would say For the benefit of Mr. Kite The Henderson's oh. are all There you go Now oh my we're my back gosh. All right, now Oh gosh Alright now it's nice m-
0: Yeah okay Take mm-hmm. us
1: home to Coltrane if you can
0: Oh I know Okay So benefit of Mr. Kite Another Beatles song Is Blackbird And Do you think that Coltrane Performed at The Birdland
1: Oh Good thinking um... Maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know for sure, but yeah.
0: Well, at least we got to Birdland, so now you can huh. take it to a different artist and bring it back home to that guy?
1: Well, Birdland, you, Charlie Parker, and then somebody right? might say, Oh, Charlie Parker. Another jazz sax player is John Coltrane. Right. There you go. Perfect. Okay. Is that... <laughs> How would we get to Birdland again? From where? Hollywood? No. No,
0: because... Benefit of Mr. House. Kite, oh, yeah, yeah. Another Beatles Song it. is Blackbird, Birdland. Oh,
1: wow. I don't know. Yeah, I like the way you work backward. That? Yeah, Thank you. That? you. You pulled it off.
0: So, Dad, you, you gave me all your information from your research, but like I said, I never finished this book yet. So right. I'm going to choose not to choose something from the jar today and just do a nice I did a lot of the talking thorough thing. Next time. So, yeah, you should. Is that all right with you? Yep. Do you want right. to choose something? Yes, I do.
1: <laughs> Let's see here. I've got Lieber and Stoller songwriters. Coasters.
0: Oh! oh. They did all those coasters songs. Coasters. They
1: did. Oh, god ah. Name one that they did. You know, all those.
0: I'm a hog boy, baby. That one, I'm sure Can't
1: they did. Get enough of your love. Little Egypt. Uh, Charlie Brown. Yeah. All those.
0: Didn't they, they did they do that hog one? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, they did. Poison Ivy.
1: Yes. Wow,
0: this is fantastic. Do you know why? Because just last night I was playing guitar, and I had this kind of a list in my mind of what I wanted to try. And I always forget when I play one song, I'm like, I don't remember the next one I was thinking about playing. And it was the coasters, and I forgot. So when I go home <laughs> tonight, I'm going to go attempt some of their music. I think it would be fun to learn. Hey,
1: I, I'm eager to find out more about them. I'm glad I picked that mm-hmm. one. Because I've known about them a long time. I'm always amused by their lyrics and yes. the, the things, the ways they approach, the, way the way they approach a song. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah.
0: I am excited for that. Good. There's something so unique that it's not just goofy when they sing their stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like, wow, this is really, it stands alone. It's not just, just comedic the way Spike Jones is, you yeah. know, I right? I can
1: imagine, right. I agree with you. I, I can imagine being a teenager, In the late 50s, eager to hear the next song that came out by the coasters. You know, let's hear what they're doing now. You know, a lot of fun.
0: So fun. That's a good choice. Good. Good. All right. Well, until then, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat waiting. I'll sit back. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (sighs) You don't want to hear about my, my Salinger?
1: I do. Oh, but that. just relax oh. in a relaxing. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> I'll sit back and listen to you read
0: passages from it. Oh, me, so. great! Sure. Okay, all, all right. right. Toodaloo. Go.